Welcome to the world of color. A podcast about colors and everything it touches. Podcast by Radio Oedipus, Peter Bangolo, and recorded by Scott Dress. All right, so hello, uh, Robin Capitain. Welcome to the podcast. So just to frame uh, frame you, because you are a stained glass artist. I don't know if that's, if that's <laughs> the joke. So you are a stained glass artist based in Amsterdam. Yes. Well, thanks a lot for joining. Thank you, too. And uh, to so in order to start the, the interview, I have a little, I would say, icebreaker for you, but I should call that a glass breaker. <laughs> I would say, do you go to church? <coughs> No, I do not. Because God is light. So mm, do, yeah. you, uh, do you often think about it, about light and what it means for your work? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I have now have a very tiny little studio with mm -hmm. limited amount of light. I do have like a, like a rooftop, uh, window. rooftop window. Yeah. yeah. So there's a little bit of light coming through there. Um, so I kind of have to play with unnatural light uh, a lot or that or either drag my works outside, outside and then hope that it's sunny which is very hard in this country but <laughs> so you're already facing two uh, uh, let's say important borders in your work the natural light you cannot have and then the weather having a very bad impact sometimes yeah 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 yeah. and uh, most of the time i'm lucky and then usually when i finish the couple of works and then i know like the next day it's sunny then i will just photograph them all in one go and then it's also fine and for how long have you been uh, doing uh, um i think the first time i got in contact with it when i was I think it was 2014, that's when I did a workshop myself um, and then didn't do anything with it until like late 2015, early 2016 and that's what I started to, yeah, kind of doing it on the side and um, now it kind of involved in me doing it full time for the past two years, so All right. that's pretty cool, I would say. So you were not uh, yourself uh, destined to do this, but it sort of grow into really yeah, much yeah, your, yeah, yeah. What, what kind of, were you making art before the... Um, well, I do have like a bit of, like I did do a lot of graffiti in my mm -hmm. uh, teenage years. Sometimes I still do, you know, but not that often anymore. Um, and then I was... Uh, like a house painter mm -hmm. for about 10 years. I even had my own company. Uh, so I worked with paint a lot anyway. Um, and that's what I did to make a living and then started doing like four days a week of painting and one day of glass and then did like three days a week of painting and then two. So it so kind of like became, grew, uh, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, I mean, you are the first stained glass artist of let's say my generation that I meet. So. <laughs> Indeed, it's not so common because at least in France, stained glass is very much linked to craft, you know, the, the, the traditional craft. Uh, well, I think you take it more on a personal, um, your own way, like artistic way, uh, which I think is really interesting because you basically creating a, 
Yeah, that's the thing. That's the question. What are you creating? Are you working with glass, with colors, or with light? Hmm. I think I'm working with glass. You're working with glass. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, the, the glass is already colored, so I don't do anything about that because that's all done in the factory. Mm -hmm. And of course, I have to combine the colors to make it look good, mm -hmm. well, at least in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I would say mainly I work with, with, with glass and then uh, other two are like factors that come after, I think. And I was curious about this whole idea of the light passing through the glass. Mm -hmm. So you see then the projection of the colors. And do you uh, work with this effect in your work? Like, is this an effect that you consider when you create? Or is it something you decide, or let's say you, you admit it because it's, this is happening? Yeah, the, I definitely think, about, well, I you didn't really used to think about it, but now... Now I definitely think about it. So then I, for instance, when I make something like with water or something, mm -hmm. then I use water glass because I know when the sun will hit it, it has like a watery effect. Mm -hmm. uh, so I definitely think about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I, now I definitely think more about it. I so play, I, with, play with it more. Yeah. I was wondering if you were having a color palette or a color spectrum as a way of choosing, you know, material? Yeah, I think um, I use uh, glass from one um, company and they have a very limited amount of color, colors. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm usually limited to their colors. Uh, and sometimes I find like glass from other co companies that I then combine with theirs to give it another effect as well um, so I definitely want to experiment more with other types of glass, glass as well so that, that's interesting so you are buying colors I mean sorry uh, glass for from companies that are specialized in stained glass glass things. yeah yeah so yeah. I was because I was curious if you were making your own glass pigments or things like that no actually i would love to do that yeah. but that that would take like a factory like yeah. you can't just do that in like a tiny little studio because you need to melt it and yeah like all these types of things that you yeah you definitely need like a lot of space for all the 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 machinery and stuff and yeah i wouldn't even have the knowledge of course so But it would be cool, actually, if I was able to do that. I, I mean, you do have like these ovens where you can melt glass, mm -hmm. like fusing. That, that, that's what it's called. Um, that way you can kind of melt glass onto each other or you can make bowls mm -hmm. or stuff like that. Um, but yeah, making glass myself, that would be uh, something else. <laughs> yeah, because the, um, I mean, so far what I know is uh, it's, It quite it's sort of expensive in a way colored glass yeah for sure i mean there's definitely also a lot of difference between the colors of glass because for instance red glass is made with gold or gold chloride mm -hmm. i think so and and also some pinkish colors i think so that's why it's super expensive and way more expensive than like transparent 
yeah. glass. Yeah, because that's what I, I learned or learned or discovered when I was looking into this, but why do stained glass in churches have these colors? And most of it has to do with the price of the material. Like, like if it's really old, you mean? Yeah, like from the Middle Age. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. had certain uh, styles, of course, you can say, oh, they use a lot of blue, a lot of red or something, but a lot had to do with the price it cost. Yeah, I bet it does, actually. So you could actually see if it was a rich church or not. Yes, or whoever put <laughs> more money into the project, yeah. the, into the, the windows, basically. And, yeah, and, uh, I didn't even think about that, actually. That's yeah, like one. in France, you had this, this, I think, the Cathedral of Metz or... Or Rouen, I don't know. One of the one of them. So the the, the cathedral had stained glass from like 600 years or 700 years in a row. So really from the early stage of the cathedral to mid 19th century or early 20s. And it's very interesting apparently to learn the like the the stages of what what was expensive at that time. How did they sew colors? Like why would certain colors be used? And apparently, uh, well, I discovered that that the the Christ, when it was on the cross, actually the um, the wood of the cross was green and not wood color, and it had another symbol. Then we are used to say it was on a cross of wood, so we painted yeah. wood colors. Yeah, but yeah. At that time, it was a complete different symbolic because the light had to play a role by passing through. Mm. And green was chosen instead of a brownish color, which would have maybe had a complete... Different uh, effect. Yeah, wrong effect on the whole scenery. Uh-huh. And, uh, which I think it's something yeah, we tend to forget because we are used to you know, colors being used in certain way. But back in the days, the, the meanings and values of color were completely different. And uh, well, that's at the time of the Middle Age where blue became started to become a very important color before it was less. And, uh, and then, of course, the, I would say the use of blue grow on stained glass even more to reflect light, like yeah. to evoke the, let's say, the spirituality of light. I think even um, the, the, the color cobalt blue is because they use like to make blue glass they use cobalt mm -hmm. so that's i think that's where it comes from actually cobalt oxide something and can you be very free in your color choices in your uh let's say uh decisions or it, you have to work with what's possible and price wise or so, yeah material well i think that depends on if I'm making like free work or if I'm doing something like on a com for a commission or something mm -hmm. because that's what I tell people like usually I price my things by size by complexity and by colors so if somebody wants like a lot of red in their work then obviously it's going to be more expensive because it's red is super expensive um so it, it definitely is important to uh to know which colors I'm going to use. <laughs> uh, that's, you know, that's really nice because it's exactly the, the, what I was discovering when I was reading about that. There is this stained glass in one of the church where the artist who made the drawing used a lot of red. But at the time of the construction, they switched to orange because they because couldn't it was pay cheaper. for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they say, well, what you see on the, on the church is not exactly what the artist effect. And 
they found apparently the sketch one-on-one. -on -one. They've made sketch at that time one-on-one. -on -one. And I think, yeah, apparently the effect would have been completely different. If they actually did really, what he yeah, said. Yeah, that would have been more dramatic, <laughs> more, uh, I would say, more, even more... Um, cinematographic you know because yeah. the, the the style of this uh, stained glass are modern so the, the the characters are really well defined they are not let's say middle-aged looking with yeah. weird proportions and yeah they're partly quite impressive so basically the guy that drew it did not work on the windows no. itself no there was so there was a painter who made all these uh, views and then the stained glass artist and his ah, assistant yeah. they were the one making it but Yeah, who paid it? I don't know, but they had no money at that time or not, they were not left uh, enough. I think it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult thing, actually, because I, I did a couple of projects myself where somebody else um, drew like a sketch mm -hmm. and then I have to kind of correct it to make it like possible to make it out of stained glass. So like I have to draw like maybe s certain extra lines somewhere yeah. because I could not... Um, break the glass in a certain way so it's yeah I think that's actually funny that they also did it then already like somebody comes in and paint and like draws something and then somebody else paints it somebody else does the actual window yeah but I think it, what you just described just links you to this tradition very much uh, so I yeah. was wondering like how do you see yourself within this tradition and Do you look often as what was made before in the in the story? Actually, never. No, <laughs> no, I never. <laughs> you never go to church. Come on, <laughs> next Sunday we are going. Okay, let's go together. <laughs> no, I, no, I get this question often, but like I don't. I actually want to. I can see it in my work as well. It has nothing to do with, with like the old style. I try to make it as modern as possible mm -hmm. most of the times. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, sometimes I have been to like a church in like Spain or wherever, and then I actually go like, whoa, okay, this is super impressive. Most of the time it's because of the color use and because of the size, mm -hmm. not because of what it actually pictures. Um, so yeah, if, the, if they, I mean, there's probably churches out there that have like modern stained Glass. Yeah, yeah, it's so. Uh, when when I say modern, I would mean any artist who made stained glass in the 20s, 20th century. Yeah, that would yeah. be a modern stained glass because before, let's say, 19th century, you could argue it's modern. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you have Marc Chagall, who made stained glasses, and then other, I don't know. There's, there are uh, many. I think it's not, of course, the most common material no, no, no. but it's 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 happening i mean it's something's possible yeah yeah for sure like would you i mean it's a, it's a, it's been around for like over a thousand years now i think uh, stained yes, glass probably, so yeah, uh, yeah like the last hundred years would already be modern for sure <laughs> and that's in that in that way i think the um like i said the relation to glass both as a material and as a, uh, how do you call that, a uh, medium has definitely changed in the last hundred years. I mean, of course, there were big windows before, obviously, in houses, but now we are, I would say, 
surrounded by glasses in our everyday life. Yeah. Come from a screen of a phone. We want more light and more light. Yeah. So question to you, like you, you work with glass and light in that sense. So how do you incorporate all this? The fact that we are very much used to glass, uh, let's say as a, something very close to us even more than before. Maybe it was just a few windows uh, on a house. Uh, you know, like all our lap laptops, not, maybe not laptops, but phones, they have uh, yeah, glass, screens. glass screens. Yeah. Uh, advertising in the streets are also most, more and more becoming screens, or screens anywhere. <laughs> so yeah, do you, do you connect yourself with this aesthetical, I would say, change of society? To be honest, I haven't really thought about it like that that there is actually a lot of or like way more glass around us than we would think mm -hmm. um but yeah you can see like like i just said uh, every, we want more lights everywhere like even in offices you see it like the, the whole building is practically yeah, made out of glass so um yeah i think it's definitely more important to us but i'm not sure if i Yeah, like I said, I haven't really thought about that. Um, yeah, it would be really cool to actually do way bigger work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in a way, when uh, when you consider, uh, let's say, the structure of stained glass, how it has to be built, I think that could be a very um, could go very well with all these formats of screens that we are used to and all of this size of objects that have glass in them. You know, you could create, I'm sure, a stained glass art using uh, screens from uh, uh, phones. phones or color them in such a way or even work with the broken screens. But I think it's even more of a... Don't don't bring me onto uh, <laughs> ideas right now. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I think what what I think is uh, fun is like we are used to phones, they have screens, and they tend to break, and we get used to so many layers of glass being yeah, yeah, uh, used, yeah. shattered. Yeah, I think it's that's a funny aspect of. Um, the workshops of stained glass that I sometimes give, like it's very unnatural uh for people to break the glass because mm -hmm. everybody's so used to like that being a something like fragile yeah um, no care. that it's like, like a wrong thing that it's ah, not yeah. a good thing to break glass like you drop your glass ah oh, shit mm -hmm. um am i allowed to swear in here i don't know um yeah okay cool <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, drop your glass or like, I don't know, uh, kick a ball through a window yeah, and yeah. it's like, it's a bad thing. But like or now all of a sudden they are like at this table and they have to like actually break glass. So everybody's like a little bit scared, like, oh, <laughs> but then once they've done it a couple of times, then it starts to feel more natural and then everybody gets used to it and everybody thinks, oh, it's fun. And then they start breaking things like <laughs> everywhere. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Uh, let's say social uh, activity yeah, yeah. to uh, point out this uh, gesture that we are used to consider bad yeah. in your case you need to break to create so yeah uh, exactly yeah well I, I think that's uh, that's fun um, yeah because for example if you work with paper or you work canvas as an artist you paint or you work with wood 
or anything. Yeah, you're used to cut to, into it. Yeah, you're used to manipulate it in maybe more rough way. Yeah, but yeah. everything that's glass, we tend to be careful with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You walk around with your vase from one table to another and you're like <laughs> holding on to it for life. And um, in, those, in those workshops, do you have um, people that, I would say feel the thing for stained glass in the sense that they might want to do it themselves or it's often more of a discovery practice? I think for most people it's more of a discovery but there's definitely some people that have actually been coming to my workshop that are super enthusiastic mm. and they really want to do something with it. So far I don't think I've seen somebody um, that actually continued with it mm -hmm. um, not that I can think of now but I hope they will actually because it would be nice to have like sort of colleagues to have a guild yeah <laughs> yeah actually yeah, because be. are you yeah what's what's up with stained glass nowadays like uh, in the world well in the world it actually it definitely becomes way more popular and the thing that I do here now in in, in Amsterdam it's I, I mean there's definitely more and more people that do it but for instance in america um it's it's very very popular so like compared oh, yeah. to to some artists there i'm like a tiny little you're a broken piece <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> if you want to call it that cool 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 sorry <laughs> sorry for the jokes <laughs> So in America, it's so this this stained glass artists in America are they like you really artists in a sense of they really create a like an art form or they are more producing um, a no I, I think they actually do it like exactly as I uh, mm. do it so they make like either sun catchers or like big windows for mm -hmm. for bars or whatever um, but I think it's also because because the um, technique that I use is. Uh, called Tiffany, Tiffany Technique, and Tiffany? which, yeah, okay, you might know it from Tiffany lamps, like no. the really old Art Nouveau, Art Deco kind of, I, I think if you can find a, an original one, so from like early 1900s, I think they're being sold in auctions for like a million dollars. Ah, okay. Um, but nowadays they make more like replica replicas from mm. from China, so they're way more cheaper. But they don't look as good either. Um, so yeah, Tiffany is an American technique, so I think that's why it's growing in popularity over there as well. Plus the 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 company that I buy my glass from is also American, so I think it's easier over there to get materials and stuff oh yeah okay thanks scott yeah i see now the picture the, the, the tiffany lamp yeah yeah which one are you yeah showing? it's very art deco i would say art nouveau even the style is it, is it with flowers and stuff? yeah it's I very see? flowery yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah actually i learned just learned a really cool thing that behind uh these designs from all the tiffany lamps were were like a whole group of women then they were called the Tiffany girls oh, yeah? and they were actually the, the, the brains behind all the designs. Ah. But nobody actually really knew about that. They just thought, oh, these men that make it. Yeah, they, they, ah, but do, they, they do that. But they were actually, it was actually the Tiffany girls that, that made 
And you All have a, an entirely new art project to start. <laughs> yeah. Shade light, light again on the Tiffany girls or women. Yeah, maybe. I think there was an exhibition about it in 2009. Now I'm saying it like I know it from my head, but I think I read it like not too long ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, there's so many interesting, uh, I would say, layers to that. But coming back to this notion of glass in the society we live in, mm -hmm. Because uh, I read an article recently about, you know, the cost of uh, uh, building new, um, uh, uh, let's say, using new materials in buildings and, you know, to improve uh, 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 isolation, isolation or, or sourcing of material, also uh, CO2, to reduce CO2 footprint. And they say that basically building something with a lot of glass is not sustainable, like big windows. Mm -hmm like this skyscraper or this big office using like 50 tons of glass because the, 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 the light uh, goes, heat, through it. Yeah, yeah. goes through it, heats up, and you need an entire system for the... So there is apparently in the architectural uh, wave now, people who also question all these materials to get buildings that are better isolated and also less... Uh, because glass... There is an entire thing with glass now because where do you collect the raw material? Where does it come from? You know, like uh, so. I know maybe these are not notions you have to fight with. I don't know in your work, but like the the the, the use of sand. You know, it's, yeah. it's a big thing in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, luckily, well, I'm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of sand. Mm. <laughs> I'm not actually sure what exact sand they use, but. To make glass is it just any sand i don't know I'm, i don't know i i know that it's just like go to a beach and like oh this is fine <laughs> yeah but for example in the in the in the cement industry they cannot use uh every, every the sahara sand because yeah. it's too round and it doesn't ah, work yeah. with the the, the 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 cement so it breaks so they have to use Beach sand, special kind of sand, yeah. and they, that's that. So yes, well, it's another topic, but basically yes, yeah. the material the material comes from a very clear origin, which is sand. And uh, yeah. nowadays in the world, I mean, in the same uh, for us at the, as a beer brewery, there is a similar thing with bottles. Like uh, there is apparently getting yeah, a more also glass of yeah course. more pressure on the bottle production in the world because of. I'm not sure if it's uh, linked to economics or just the material itself, the sand, to get... Uh, As in, like, it gets more expensive to use glass instead of metal cans, or...? I think there's, it has to do with... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, raw material. Raw material, yeah. production, uh, like how to produce the... Yeah, it's... Uh, we hear that from, uh, let's say, the industry side of things. But yeah, I think, but I think... Uh, COVID definitely had a big impact on that anyway, like for all raw materials. For instance, the, the lead slash tin that I used to solder my pieces with, it used to be around, I don't know, before COVID, it, it was like 25 euros a kilo or something, mm -hmm. maybe even less. And now it's like twice. Oh. Now, I buy, uh, now I buy it for like 50 euros a kilo. It's ridiculous. Um Yeah, which means I have to up my prices yeah, as yeah. well. And, you know, now the cost of living is higher as well. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's yeah, not a We are thing. in. Yeah. 
But then, I mean, that's which I think is very uh, crucial because me, I paint, I draw, I use paper, and I'm t up until now, I don't feel any impact so far. But you work with materials that are, yeah, you're very close to the raw material. Yeah, yeah, sense. for sure. And um, you you see it. So your your art is becoming more expensive. Maybe it's becoming more. Uh, maybe the fact that stained glass is getting a sort of a, a second or a new wave a, of a, interest a, 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 a revival. revival yeah maybe it has to do with the fact that it's maybe a bit more expensive maybe it's, it's becoming a bit more of a uh, a choice you know like something uh, people carefully decide for yeah yeah i think i, I definitely noticed that people who actually buy something from me they it's not like they're like uh just randomly buying this mm -hmm. for my house they actually really really want it so which is which is a good thing i think at least then you know you know that it's being appreciated and it's gonna get a good spot in somebody's house yeah, yeah. and it's not some random ikea furniture thingy that somebody throws away after two years um so i think that's that's probably a good thing yeah, yeah, well, for you it is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But do you do? Yeah, so that's that's interesting because you see the the interest rising. Uh, let's say for for the glass as a sort of a, uh, a sort of the wish, the wish. The, the people feels that materials have more importance now, like the things that are made by hand. That's that's my understanding. You know, yeah. uh, well, you feel that the. A lot of people are turning back to practices, uh, you know, like uh, not having a job that's purely computer related, but more by hand and doing and creating and having a, an actual piece. I think in your case, that's pretty much what people, I guess, also want is a like a piece which uh, really the material has a has a value as much as the piece itself. Yeah, I yeah. imagine. Yeah, definitely. I I'm happy to be able to make something with my own hands, you know, even if it's just like a tiny little thing. Um I've made it, you know, like from from well, not from scratch because obviously I don't make the glass itself, but yeah, I think it's it's important that these things still uh, still exist. And even with uh when I was still a painter, even there be there's less and less painters as well like house painters yeah um that's why i i think i've stopped in like a a very um in a bad year i i like i, I quit painting like two years ago which was a, actually a very bad move because now the less painters there are obviously the more money they make mm -hmm. so i think if i was still a painter i could just like you'd be busy <laughs> yeah i'd be really really busy and making a lot of money so it was definitely uh, a hard choice but but i think uh you are one of the few stained glass artists uh of amsterdam i believe so well the maybe um because obviously you still have the the traditional stained glass uh, companies uh, that are still around, mm -hmm. and there's there's maybe a handful of other people like me as well. But maybe the way I do it, or the the certain style that I have, yeah, maybe 
not not a lot of people no for yeah sure. <laughs> like that's why i keep on having this thing where I meet someone and I tell them what I do and then they go like, oh, I don't know anybody that does that. Well, that's kind of a, a, uh, a weird thing to me to hear <laughs> that every time. And uh, do you, so because of this position now, do you sort of get to have interesting collaboration or, you know, requests from people that you would have never suspected would want such thing? Or even not people but like a place like a company yeah there's definitely well i i still have the feeling that i don't take full advantage of the fact that i might be one of the uh few ones um but there's definitely some interesting thing i mean for instance i'm here now mm -hmm. having a doing a podcast with you so, <laughs> <laughs> so that's you already really cool so uh, yeah there's definitely some interesting things going on in projects and uh there's a there's a piece that i um did together with one of my best friends uh that's now hanging in uh in a museum all right uh in the hermitage which is really cool oh that's really nice um yeah things like that it's actually really cool and do you <laughs> so now is, is the church crowd contacting you that's my question <laughs> No, I still have no. I haven't <laughs> had any contact with the uh, with the church. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Wouldn't mind to yeah, do some like modern thing for in the church. Yeah, no, it actually would be really cool. Why not? Yeah, or um, or a bar, you know, like a nice cafe with I don't know. Yeah, I've done windows, some, some uh, things for uh, for bars. Yeah, like windows for doors, or uh, because there is this cafe on Rambantplein. What's its name? Uh, it used to be in a, the cafe of a, of, a, of a hotel. I don't remember the name, but the inside is beautiful. It's like wooden Art Deco uh, style, and they have a, a room in the in the back where you have uh, frescoes of artists and painters, and also quotes from artists. Like it's full of history. But the way to the toilets, you have to take a sort of corridor with, which is made of stained glass ah. inside. And it looks really nice. I is think. there a light behind it or something? Yeah, there's light. So you just have the two doors, but they are sort of cut out from the rest of the room with this sort of corridor in stained glass. And I think that's really cool. That looks really nice. And they have a little thing also on the door with stained glass. And I mean, that, that, that's sort of the aesthetic of this place, but I'm sure... You can take this into a modern, complete modern setting and make it very, very fun. Yeah, I would definitely be uh, be up for more work like that, for sure. And Disco Ball, is it also something that's in your uh, reach? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not own a Disco Ball. <laughs> no. <laughs> Because, you know, there are Disco Balls, they are, uh, let's say, uh, they are filled, right? it's about reflection yeah but what is what is it if it's about also seeing through you know you have the pieces and then yeah i mean you i think you could definitely make one well then it then it basically becomes a, a tiffany lamp actually it's true yeah yeah but usually tiffany glass is like uh opaque mm -hmm. um so there is light coming through it but not directly so if you would use clear glass like the like most glass that i use yeah then you'd have a different effect could be interesting something do you, do you want one well <laughs> something to consider <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah and also was curious because of course we're talking about your 
uh, you putting in the footstep, let's say, or participating of the uh, revival, let's say, or let's say the modernizing this in your own way. But do you think about your creation in the stretch of time? So glass is a very long lasting material for sure so how do you consider and you know think about what you do might stay for like hundreds of years even more do you have that in mind or is it too too much of a vertigo no i actually have thought about it a little but also in a funny way because i think i made a joke to someone in my workshop one day like um make sure I don't find your piece in like a thrift store in like 10 <laughs> years, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I do make it so that it will last at least somebody's lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully, I don't know, maybe uh, way long after I die, uh, it would will be hanging somewhere in a museum like yeah, oh this yeah, no. was guy in uh, early 2000s uh, <laughs> <laughs> something like that yeah it would be cool ah, because of course the you know the notion of uh, let's say light i mean the glass will not lose its uh, colors unless something terrible happens yeah. I guess. yeah yeah so the, the 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 intensity of whatever uh, color you've added will remain for very long and in uh, the glass for sure yeah i mean like eventually the lead will become crumbled or? yeah it will kind of like that's why they have to restore the, yeah. the, the stained glass windows in churches every now and then as well um i'm not sure how it goes with tiffany actually because it's different it's like 60 percent lead and 40 percent tin yeah that i use so it might actually last longer than pure lead so you're using pure lead? No, no, I'm uh, using the, the mix. The, the mix. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, the Tiffany lamps have been around since early 1900s. So mm. it's not that long no. to be able to say how long it will last. Yeah. Yeah, because for example, a, let's say paintings have to be uh, coated with a varnish to protect them. And then yeah, they eventually... Against uh, the decolor. Yeah, like but the they eventually get dirty because of the stains and or the varnish lo losing or becoming more brown, all of this. Yeah. Which in the case of glass, I mean, unless it's in a dirty environment, it's going to stay like that. So yeah, yeah. As long as there is light on it, you yeah. will uh, notice it. Definitely. Yeah, now they have like all the... the, the um, what you call it, like the metals that they use to color the glass, they have it like on point to be able to make them last Oh yeah, forever because back in the days they didn't. They would just like, it would fade like greens or reds. It took them a long time before uh, before they got the, 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 right, uh, measurements. the right measurements. Yeah. And is there any sort of um, colors, like you said, like now they are sort of equalized, the colors in quality and in lasting, but is there any colors that f look super good always, like would not lose its color or it's... Uh I'm not sure actually, but I think, yeah, I mean, like, do, do you mean like in hundred years they, yeah, will, yeah. they will fade? I'm not, yeah, I have you no idea, yeah. no, no idea. <laughs> I don't think I will be around that long either. <laughs> <laughs> ah, because, yeah, what you said, you know, like the greens before tends to fade away yeah. or maybe others 
Yeah, because it's uh, it's. Uh, I mean, it's a material that is uh, mineral. Huh? That's the mineral material. I think glass. So yeah, I would say the. the yeah, the glass itself is, and yeah. then they add like metal or some kind of chemical kind of thing to to color it. Um, but I think all the Tiffany lamps, so the glass that they made then, I think that's still the same. Yeah. So, okay. And that's then like 120 years now, maybe even a little bit longer. So, so for people, it's a very good investment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people, it's a very good investment. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that message? You can get a, a good... It will outlive you. Yeah. And do you have, um, let's say, in your, uh, your request, people who, you know, look at um, a specific glass type or the glass itself, let's say the base glass, is, is, has not a big influence. Like they, they're worried about the colors, let's say, but the glass itself, like the grains, I don't know, it's, is it wavy or not, all of these things in your uh, art. How does that go? Um, well, usually it's actually me that either decides or tells them about or what like what works best. But mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, for instance, when somebody wants something in their front door, you don't really want people to look through it. Mm -hmm. So then you go for like cathedral glass or even water glass because you like the light will go through it, but you cannot look yeah, yeah. into it, you know? So if you are walking around naked in your house, nobody will be able to see it. They will just see some... Yeah, some, some shadow. Shadow, or, yeah. <laughs> Shade. Um, and yeah, uh, some sometimes people request like, oh, can you use as ma many different... Type of uh, glass. Types of uh, uh, glass as possible to to like... You know, I want like a crazy effect. <laughs> <laughs> and you say that's going to cost you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that's actually cool if I, if I have the freedom to, to play with that. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes people, yeah, just want smooth yeah, or just water like glass or... But most of the times I'm able to, to decide for myself. And they, yeah, most people go like, oh, you, you probably know what's best. So just go for it. And do you uh, do you recycle in a sense like do you collect you find pieces of glass that are all the stained glass and you're like oh these colors I don't have this kind of you know you get um, to this, uh, yeah so sometimes there's somebody that says um, you know I went through maybe my my grandparents stuff and I found some plates of glass uh, do you want them or uh, somebody finds uh, like a window in the trash. Mm. Uh, and then I take it, um, take it apart, and maybe see if I can use the glass or not. Um, and then also the cutoffs that I have yeah, from the, all the the projects, I also recycle them. So the smaller pieces I keep um, either for someone who does maybe mosaic, or mm -hmm. maybe I want to do mosaic myself actually. Uh, so maybe I'll just keep them myself. Right. <laughs> Um, and the bigger pieces I can just use in future projects. So, uh, and uh, like all the little scraps and things that I, I just throw in one big bin and eventually throw it away, which is actually due now. It's completely full. Oh yeah. You have a, 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 <laughs> a big, a big, yeah. Full of scrap. And I cannot just throw it in the normal glass container because it has a 
different melting point than for instance like beer glasses so i have to ah. bring it to to the how do you say off opent i don't know like like yeah you have to bring yeah okay ah so this glass will not be recycled as colored glass mm. your scraps they will just no, be no yeah i don't think so no okay. that's what i've been told that i cannot throw it in ah. the normal glass bin oh that's uh I wonder, I'm pretty sure things could be made of this, all these bits and pieces. For like, sure. uh, yeah, like mosaic. Yeah, I think it's a good idea, mosaic. Uh, I think mosaic is really nice. Uh, also a form of very ancient art style that I'm sure will do a comeback. Yeah. I mean, it still exists in many ways. I'm fully aware of it. But as, like, you know, people would want, like, a really nice floor in a house, I'm sure this will come back as a... Yeah, who knows? I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can do everything. You can do the windows, you can do the floor, and the walls. You can paint the walls <laughs> yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, that too, yeah. Well, you should open a company which is, <laughs> which is about that, I think. <laughs> well, I am actually... I have been wanting to explore more things. Like, now I've been just doing... You know, the Tiffany technique, I've been mm. practicing that for a couple of years. And I think I, I'm, I feel like I want to explore some more things. Maybe I'll just go more old school, traditional kind of stained glass or maybe, yeah, like mosaics, yeah. things like that. Yeah, I don't know. I want to do more stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm always amazed when I find this... Um you know, this article about they found a Roman uh, mosaic somewhere. Mm. And I've, what I think is always beautiful is the clear cut between the, the soil, like they are digging, and then the piece of mosaic that they found through. And it's like colors are perfect. I mean, whatever that is, but it creates such a striking contrast with the ruins around or whatever it's, it's in there. Yeah, because they, they came in there and like cleaned it like perfectly yeah, as well. It's and impressive. Like yeah. wow. And and just the fact of knowing this was under the ground for a thousand years, didn't move, just you know. Yeah, I always I find it so weird to think about that something was there for so yeah. long. And it's also the, the amount of patience it takes for the people to discover it i mean now i think nowadays they use like maybe sonar and yeah stuff radar well. or even a satellite image with yeah, yeah. filters to dig. yeah it's i think yeah it's this is one of the coolest thing of uh, of archaeology is discovering mosaics yeah like, I, wow. it would be i cannot even imagine how it would feel to discover something like that <laughs> or like a dinosaur or something oh, bah. <laughs> Talk about it. I spent, spent my childhood in dinosaurs. So did you? Yeah, I was a big dinosaur fan. <laughs> so I did a lot of uh, my my. I you did were a PhD, you a, a kid's PhD on dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> were you digging in your own backyard as well? Well, I, yeah, I was actually at my parents' place. They, I was. So it's not a big thing, but they they have these little fossilized shells oh, yeah, that yeah, sometimes yeah. pops, and I was like. It was like amazing when <laughs> we would dig and find one. But yeah. no, I never found yeah, a dinosaur's bone or anything. And one day it will come. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, just curious about uh, what would be for you, because you just explained that you want to explore more technique. Yeah. Uh, but what would be for you a big achievement as, a, let's say, to make a stained glass statement, let's say, in that sense, you know, what would yeah. be your big thing 
Let's not, let's not say church once again. <laughs> Something else. A bus. A Ajax fan bus. Oh, Glass don't even it. start. <laughs> No, yeah, for for sure something big. Mm. I because I, now I'm I'm doing like mostly tiny things, mm -hmm. you know, A4, A3 sizes, you know, sun catches that people hang up in their windows. Uh, I did do like three bigger windows. They were like 80 by 80 uh, framed. Yeah, I want to frame some more pieces as well. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and I just want to do something big. And now I I'm actually. Because now I'm in a very small studio in North uh, and I'm moving within the same building uh, to a bigger space, which I like, I was literally just painting the floor there yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, so then I have more space to do bigger stuff. Um, and I don't really care if it's for like a company or, or, or a brand or whatever. I just... Oh, an arms dealer. Just, you don't care. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just make big stuff. <laughs> Or maybe even explore like 3D stuff. So not necessarily ah. Tiffany lamps because I'm, I'm not feeling them, to be honest. Yeah, it's not um, your thing. Yeah. But yeah. like. So you, just, you mean like sculptural in a sense? I don't know. Okay. I, I have yet to explore uh, that, but I definitely want to. Do you know this uh, French artist called, um, and suddenly the name is gone, uh, <laughs> what's his name? He's, he's, con he's alive, he's contemporary, he's, uh, ah, he works with glass, but he works a lot with Murano glass, you know, oh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. official like a glass blower. Uh, yeah, but he makes this big uh, neck, a pearl necklace, really big, like uh, one meter, two meters, and he has all of this. And I forgot his name, which is so <laughs> stupid. Um, well, basically, well, he's a French artist, but most of his work is involving glass, um, glass as a material, and he blows up simple items. And uh, because when you were mentioned volumes, this is exactly uh, what this guy is sort of doing. And he, I think, one of his latest pieces were waves made of glass bricks so like imagine mm. a wave uh let's say like like a big pixel wave let's say yeah, the yeah, glass yeah. bricks of murano which oh, pretty wow. impressive or walls also yeah what's his name um oh, that's so stupid uh yeah scott is looking for it but, uh, <laughs> yeah. he's just typing in french artist yeah, glass <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's what Google will tell you. Uh, I I remember I was I've been to Murano. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, how old was I? Maybe 19. Like I think it was like 12, 13 years ago or something. So I've actually seen them blowing the the glass, which was at that time I had no idea that I was going to work with glass mm -hmm. in the future. Um, but I think that's might have like hit the spot yeah, somewhere so, it, like it landed somewhere for later yeah 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 this maybe is going to be but the... i think it was awesome and then i learned that to be like a professional glass blower it takes like to be a master mm -hmm. it, it, it takes 15 years yeah. which is i was like wow that is like a long long time but you could collaborate with one that like you could you bring the stained glass to Yeah, a glass not? blower and create something where both 
Yeah, and that's maybe how you create the 3D effects. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Because I, you know, uh, this uh, we work with uh, him, uh, Boris de Bayer. He's a Dutch artist. No, he makes name? our uh, tap handles. So the, the tap handles oh, that yeah, are yeah, serving beers. Oh, yeah, I just beers. saw them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're really cool. So they are made of uh, plastic, but obviously you'll notice a glass. Um, yeah, it looks like a glass. Yeah, like glass, let's uh, say, feel. But he's recently, he's been recently working with glass blowers uh, for making new sets of objects that are beautiful. They are like candle holder or I think things for eggs, but tiny objects, but using glass and colors. And I think he goes to a place where basically glass blowers yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's pretty nice. Uh, so I would imagine you could have a similar approach. You would bring your glass uh stained glass concept to this to this person and then yeah. you back together the i've also thought about maybe even doing something with epoxy yeah you want to switch uh material that's that was one question well not not switch combine combine okay yeah so maybe yeah glass and epoxy i don't know i it's it's just a um, big how do you say it yeah, swirl in my brain. Reflection. Like, uh, <laughs> I have no idea what to do with it yet, but it's it's there somewhere. <laughs> ah, yeah. So did you didn't found Scott? Um, nope. I found, uh, I found a lot, but uh, yeah, I don't know it's, uh, if it's in there. Yeah, that's so stupid. Oh my god. You will probably f think of it like yeah, uh, an hour after this. An hour after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe add it in, like edit it in. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just the name at the end. The name will, will <laughs> oh, by be the way, with the you know like the the stupid uh, reader voice from your computer, you know, like <laughs> the Google voice. Yeah, the Google voice. <laughs> I think that's what the episodes should be called. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, uh, well, I think we've covered, I believe, everything I wanted to ask you regarding glass. Cool. Well, what I think is great is that it's uh, yeah, it's something that it's not so uh, common to to see and uh, i'm sure this desire for materiality or something that has a it's not purely digital because i think we are getting very digital in our For lives sure. with things we do how we have to organize ourselves but the stained glass is really a material that has like this own uh, quality which well, I, I, I wish you uh, <laughs> a, a lot of success in your. Uh, oh, thank you very much. You wrote I, uh, in your en enlightenment, so shall I say? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again with jokes. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Robin. Yeah, thank you too. And uh, well, uh, let's have some beers in beer glass this time. And, uh, yes. And see our colors on glass. They yes. are different. <laughs> <laughs>